Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Going for Three podcast, episode 29. As always, I am PTP, also known as Percy Thomas, and with me is Chris Collins, also doing good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Mm. I can complain a little, but it could, it, it, I, you know, I could, I could be, I could be in worse, worse uh, position. I could be in the torture chamber by Andrew Wiggins. Oh, know? that's that's messed. <laughs> Kind of setting the table for what we got going on today. I could be in a uh, a Canadian stranglehold. Oh my goodness! All right, Canadian necktie. Exaggerate much? Ain't no exaggeration. Canadian stranglehold. My goodness! <laughs> what do you got to mean? Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a we got a pretty stacked episode for you guys today. Um, like we said in the past uh, episode, we do have the full mock of the first round for this year's draft going down today. But also before we get into that, kinda gonna kinda gonna run down the NBA finals because yeah, we're at game six now in the series. We also had uh game three, four, and five finish over the past few days. Uh starting with game three, just to kinda like quickly summarize it, uh Celtics win the game one sixteen to one hundred. Uh guys any uh thoughts, opinions on how the game went down? I mean, yeah, I mean, typical Celtics uh, survived the third quarter onslaught. I, I I just don't understand that. It baffles me. But, I mean, balanced, balanced scoring, JB, JT, Marcus Smart, all over 20, survived the onslaught, you know, a 30 30- what does Steph have? 31, I think. 31. Yeah. 31. Yeah. Got the crowd behind him. One. Yeah. I really, really hate that third quarter thing. I really do. I I I I, I mean but it's not a it's not something that's unique to your to you guys playing you guys, you know, it's it's always been the Warriors that third quarter. It's just something that it's just akin to their this dynasty of the Warriors. It's just it's what they do. The third quarter has always been their strongest quarter. Like that 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 third quarter sometimes tail end of the second mostly kind of dictates like how their games kind of finish out for the most part. I mean that's fair. It's just the way we played. You know, at times have been able to make adjustments. Certainly in prior series, and it's just. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a happy. I mean, look, we'll, I mean, we'll get there, but I'm just, I'm just not a happy camper at the moment. But yeah, but I mean, going back to that game, I mean, they did have Curry in foul trouble, so it wasn't like he was just playing free range basketball. But I feel like one of the bigger things was like, I think he had Clay in this game at like 25, uh, and as like, I guess the as the later games go on, it starts to kind of matter a little bit more that he's like getting back into the swing of things because he was definitely struggling in the first uh couple of games. But um, as far as the Celtics, I mean, shoot, y'all got twenty four out of Smart this game. JB twenty seven. Offensively, this is almost similar to like the first game as far as just you know they made some they made some really nice shots in this game. More or less. 
Tatum is still just like, even though it's 26 points, it wasn't on the greatest shooting percentages, which still becomes, well, still is seen as like a bigger problem. That's like my biggest takeaway, honestly. Like he's, he's 50 right now. He's struggling. All right, after that, we got game four. Warriors winning 107 to 97. Um, takeaways, uh, thoughts on the game, how it went down? Uh, I mean, I, I think this is probably, if not the greatest, it's definitely up there for one of the greatest uh, playoff games that Steph's ever played. Certainly his greatest finals game, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I guess you could probably bring up um, some of those um, performances that he had with KD or even, I want to say, was a game two or three of that Toronto series where he went crazy, but I think they lost that game. Um, just a very impressive game for Steph overall. I mean, he he knew he knew what his team needed, put them on the, put them on their back, and got the dub. Um, as far as Boston, for me, it, it just felt like I really didn't think this was going to be a problem. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the series as far as like the role that experience experience would play. I really didn't think it would be that much of an issue as far as like the stage, but like Boston is making, they make stupid mistakes, stupid turnovers, stupid shots when, you know, they should try to get quality offense. I don't know. It just seemed like, especially toward the end of the game, you know, they got kind of panicked, you know, like Steph hit a, I remember Steph hit like a three, I want to say over, or was it Derek White, I think? And they were up uh, to put the Warriors up by two with like, I want to say like a minute and 45 seconds left or damn near two minutes. And the Celtics are, you know, hunting for a three, not getting quality offense. It, it just felt like they were just uncomfortable and panicked in that last, in the last stretch of that game. And it, to me, I feel like even though Steph went crazy, they were still well within position to win the game. And I feel like, Definitely a game they probably should be kicking themselves that they lost. I am most definitely I agree more. Most definitely, I yeah, they the yeah they 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 acted like for that, you know, that last couple minutes like they hadn't been they weren't there. They didn't know what they were doing. It was almost like hero ball. I, I it's not expected, honestly, but. It does happen occasionally where they revert to like iso ball, hero ball, chucking threes. It's just like I mean they've been in the in the later stages of most of these games. That's how they've been playing. Yeah. Uh, it's just the last the last couple of games, Golden State has kind of made adjustments to it. Um, and they haven't really been making their shots. And it's like, you know, you're 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 playing this heavy, this heavy ISO style kick and drive three and all this. Yeah. Your main stars, I feel like, are getting fatigued. Whereas, like, war the Warriors are still moving the ball. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Steph is very dominant in this series as far as, like, you know, when he's having the ball and things like that. But he's still running off screens. He's still able to get easy looks and easy shots some of the time. And all the other guys are definitely getting easy looks and easy shots. Like, they're running yeah. all time action for Clay. Like, that, that was a great change that I saw, you know, we're, we're going to stop stop making Clay dribble. Literally just run, run him actions. As soon as he gets the ball, shoot it. 
And every time he shoots it, as soon as he touches the ball, it looks like it's going in. Feels good. I've also I'll like to add that, you know, over these at least these last few games, Boston's not really getting much out of the bench, and that's not helping either. No. And the free throw and the free throws. I mean, with those, I mean, but they're missing them. They're missing the free I, throws. That's yeah. what I, I know that's what I mean. They're missing free throws. They're not getting much out of the bench. That's not helpful either. I mean, the last game they got about twenty points. Or game uh game four, they got about twenty points from the bench. So I mean that's not the best, but it's not terrible either. I mean it's really just been I mean, I guess you can say the most recent game, but I mean other than that, I feel like they get decent production off the bench. Yeah. Plus I mean outside of like opinion. outside of like mainly like I mean, I'm pretty sure the main guy they look at for points is mainly like a Derek White and a Pritchard. And then if Grant just happens to give you that little spark, then I mean that's extra added to it. But well, if you I feel like if you're getting like twenty points off the bench, that's good enough. In yeah. like a a a lower ish scoring like um series where where I and I do think that this this, this series is definitely like lower scoring in general from what we're used to seeing. Like I don't think any team has hit over one twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, she I don't was believe close. so. The closest probably was the uh, yeah, like, like the 116 after 116 and the 120 yeah. series. So, but even the, and even that one, like the Warriors lost by 16, so it wasn't even really like that high of a scoring game, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, and then we got the uh the most recent one that just happened, the game five game. They had uh. Golden State taking the dub once again. This is the first uh first time I think they said Boston has lost two games in a row this whole playoff run. Yep. Um one oh four to ninety four. Thoughts and um takeaways from this game. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown uh played mediocre in my opinion as far as the entirety of the game. Jason Tatum's stat line looks good, but I mean he's made a lot of very bad turnovers. In my opinion, he's he he's hurt. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to make an excuse, but he's definitely hurt. There's something wrong with his shoulder. You can just tell. What does it mean? Turn the ball over. I'm I'm not. I said it's not excused. I'm just saying, but he it's definitely affecting his play overall. I mean, but we can, but I get that. But everyone is, you know, most people are hurt. You know, what I mean, like Steph's hurt. Literally, yeah. Steph is hurt. I'm saying, this game, he has I a bad. Two more injuries happened in this game involving Clay and Grant to a certain degree. So I mean, I, if he's out there, he's please playing. I can't, you know. And it's the same thing: the turnovers, the missed free throws, and certainly this game, nothing from the bench. I think it was four points. Yeah, nothing from the bench. This was the game that you that the bench definitely struggled, but I mean, not a lot of playing time to go around either. So um, more or less, yeah. This is probably the deepest they went since what game two? You played, you played Derek twenty minutes. You played uh, Grant sixteen, and that's that's really about it. I mean, Pritchard got four minutes. Yeah. So I mean, you're not really gonna get production if you got you got you got three guys playing forty minutes a night. You're not really gonna get bench production that way. Kind of was definitely a fatigue factor, though, like you said in um, the prior game, because Brown going, you know, 0 for 5 from 3. 
uh, Marcus Smart three of six. The three ball just was not falling, and shoot, even for Golden State, like I go, like Wiggins is making a strong case for Finals MVP. Smudge you know, I know I said that said that the previous day, mm-hmm. but I, I I've uh, personally I have come to my senses and I, I feel like that was foolish. I feel like that was foolish of me to say, how, how dare I? No, like, seriously. Like, Steph's average, Steph's average like, 35. Yeah. On, like, like, 50 and 40. Like, he's literally unstoppable. Yeah. They can't do anything to stop him. He's getting all the defensive attention. Andrew Wiggins has been incredible. Amazing. But he, he, He's having yeah. a lot with the rebounds, though. I didn't know he had a uh, – I didn't think about it in the last game. I think he had, like, 16 uh, rebounds. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's leading the series in rebounds. But yeah. I just – this guy's average. There's, there's a guy after thirty in the finals. Like I can't. Yeah. It's not even. It, it's 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 a it's a clear pecking order. But Wiggins has been. Wiggins has been the second most important and the second most consistent player, in the entire series. Yeah. Like. He's playing. He's playing like. His uh, placement this season dictated. He's playing like an all star. That's just, that's why he's playing. Yeah. Rightfully so, you know, and I know we. Of the series, I, I had picked Boston, and I remember one of the reasons being was that well, one I felt like str- that Steph was going to struggle, how how wrong I was on that, <laughs> but I also felt that Andrew was going to have to outplay Jason Tatum, like on the on both sides, especially defensively. Yeah, and boy, <laughs> he's doing it. Has he done that? Yeah, he's doing it. I mean, I think. Um, I think I think they said he guarded him. It was either the I can't remember the number exactly, but I think it was around seventy possessions that uh, Wiggins has been the primary defender on Tatum, and I think Tatum's taking only fifteen shots against that, and he's five for fifteen. So I mean, the shot attempts is way down, the percentage is way down. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, he's making him work a lot. He's he's making him work really hard, and it's just that you know Wiggins is, I mean, clearly more athletic than Jason Tatum. Not a knock on Jason, but Wiggins is like a superior athlete. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and then as well, I mean, he's got the length. And I mean, I, I would, I'm not gonna sit up here and say that Wiggins is flat out stronger than Tatum, but I mean, if Tatum is stronger, it it isn't apparent. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like he's not really abusing that if he that's the case. It's just making it really hard for him. And you know, Brown has to be the guy to step up in place of that, but. He's having a he having a bad game too. Doesn't make it better. Yeah, I don't know. They, it, the moment looked the moment looked like it was too big for them yesterday. Honestly, they're yeah. making making bad mistakes towards the end, complaining about no calls, looking at the refs to save them. Like you're not gonna get you're not getting these calls in uh, in the Chase Center against the Warriors against Steph Curry being a first time Finals team. Like like quit complaining. And get back on defense or get up. Like it's just not gonna work. You're not gonna get these calls against the, against the Warriors. Like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, and uh, just going back to kind of, like, kind of like when we were picking them. Uh, as far as like even though the, even though like it might have been like just a surface level statement to just kind of like be in between, but as far as like the experience factor, it's kind of starting to show. As far as like from the Warriors, right? Clay literally was struggling horrendously. At, a certain, at certain points in the series, and he's slowly, you know, he's not really like complaining about it, not really pouting. He's trying to shoot himself out of it. Still, probably not on like some of the best percentages, but he's starting to shoot himself out of it and become more and more productive. The Celtics, with this being yeah. the first time there, they can't, they don't really know how to adjust to having like 
a vicious shooting slump like they're having right now. Yeah, I mean, they're all, the Warriors' offense helps as well, you know. Yeah. So, but it's constant, just constant like movement, so. yeah, constant movement, and even like the type of player that Clay is, like he got. I mean, he's gotten even when he was struggling, he was just missing open shots. Like that's just really what it was. So I mean, they're running this action, giving him open shots. I mean, he he is Clay, so I mean, eventually he hit him. But I mean, when you got all these other guys that are able, that are able to get you buckets. And play consistently like how they have. I didn't like. I didn't anticipate Wiggins being able to play this consistently, and even like Poole has had at least you know two good games where he's really kind of imposed his will in spurts. Yeah. You know, like he's not playing a lot of minutes, but he's had games where he'll be where he'll have like you know fourteen points in fourteen minutes, or you know fourteen points in twenty minutes. You know, what I mean, like he's just coming in and making an immediate impact on the offensive end. So, I mean, that also helps as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the, especially that, uh, that's how he made it into the second. That was, uh, <laughs> I think it was at the end of the second, like the little, like, yeah, it was like a semi. Was it from the half? You're talking about the running, the running three from half, damn near from half court that he banked in? Yeah, like that. He, he, he's, he's had some wild shots just as much as Curry in this series, even though they might not have been to, like, you know, the consistency of like a Curry, but Poole's had his moments in, as well. Oh no, I think I think I think he's probably hit the three most ridiculous threes in this series. Curry ain't hit nothing like that. No, no in and out heave from half oh, court yeah. <laughs> twice. <out> bop. <laughs> and banking, damn near banking like a like a left hash half court three. Like that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> It is, you know, so. But, yeah. Uh, shoot, the next? I don't even know when they're, when's the next game they play? Oh, no, tomorrow. Well, yeah, tomorrow. Is at this, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, this recording, so. Should be interesting to see how something's bounce back and uh, see if we get that game seven. Them boys going home. <laughs> they ain't no bounce back. They're, they go to Boston, Well, they're right? going to Boston. Yeah. They're going to Boston and they're staying in Boston, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't know. I've seen what I've been, I've, I've seen what I need to see. I'm not gonna. St- I don't have to stick to a pick if I, you know, yeah. If I see what I've enough, and they they have not, they haven't played uh good enough the last two games to make me think that it's gonna change. Yeah. Jason Tatum would have to give me a Jason Tatum game, and he's not gonna do that getting guarded by Andrew Wiggins because all this is doing to me is just unlocking Andrew. Andrew, talent wise, we are we always knew like the talent was always there. He's just getting more confident on both sides of the ball. He he feels confident that he can win that matchup now, you know. So yeah, uh, and the way the war like the way the Warriors are just playing right now is doesn't look pretty. It does not look pretty. Yeah, but definitely they are locked in. Um, no, man. Of course, Boston still has a shot. I, they still have a shot. I just don't see. I just don't see them winning that game. But yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not like it's not like they're great. Like they're crazy underdogs to win at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, get to the meat, meat and meat and potatoes here. Uh, got a full first round draft projection. 
sort of thing. Uh, believe believe G is going first. As far as I'll be uh starting this John off. How are we? Um, I think it's Gramps then me then you. No, but I'm saying like what are like to like explain like how we're doing it. Um, so as far as like say like like since Grant has number one and say he put like Chet number one, then with the second pick, you know, probably have like at least like a, a first option and a backup option. You say who you think goes where, and then it goes like that. All right. All right. So, since I start, I'm going to keep it consistent. I have not changed my mind. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic take Jabari Smith, power forward, Auburn. Uh, I think Isaac Isaac will be back. Um, Jabari will be probably small ball. He'd, he'd be the four. Um, it makes sense. They need, you know, uh, versatility. They need perimeter defense. They just need defense in general. They need shooting. He does all that. I think they need a more jet. So. Hmm. Jabari to Orlando. I thought I just thought about it. Should we still do the flip? Or just keep it how it is? We can keep it as it is. We can just keep it. Keep it as it is? Yeah. Alright, so... Next is the Thunder. Okay. Um. Well, kind of like kind of like I assume, you know, Jabari would be potentially gone. So, second pick, I'm at the Thunder taking Chad Holmgren. Um. Like I said in the past, I feel like you can't miss prospect. Seven footer. Decent. Yeah, de- decent stroke from beyond the arc. Crazy long wingspan. Just. I feel like as he gets as he gets stronger, he's gonna bulk up, and rim protection is probably gonna be like one of the bigger like pluses just because of like the distance he can cover, and shoot him with like SGA and Poku for a future uh scenario for a future uh team moving forward, and the Thunder still have a bunch of picks uh, like to come. I feel like that'd be a good pick for them. Yeah, you both. I, I, I respectfully appreciate you both making the wrong pick. Uh, so <laughs> I will take since you know he's available. Uh, I'll take Paulo Bancaro to the Houston Rockets, six ten forward, NBA uh, body, uh, very complete offensive game. Uh, very versatile. Have some has some concerns on defense, but I mean, still has the body for it. Six ten, not immobile. So. Doesn't project to be that terrible. Definitely can make improvements in that in that uh, in that area. Put him alongside two dynamic young players and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, and it's a, it's a nice fit, man. He's going to be a consistent player for sure. Definitely has the highest uh, floor, in my opinion, out of all three of these prospects for sure. Um, and I'd say that he's probably uh, the second to arguably the the top ceiling. But you guys know how I feel about Chet already, so. Yeah, not that big, that big a fan. 
honestly. And I mean, he fits in OKC for sure and what they're trying to do. But I mean, if I was Orlando or Houston, I wouldn't take him personally. Hmm. But that's just me. Yeah. Hey, got the Kings. Okay, pick four of the Kings. I am. Yeah. I'm going to stick with what I did before, and I've got the Kings taking AJ Griffin. Uh, with that backcourt of uh, De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell, uh, I like Griffin at the three. Uh, certainly plays well off the ball. Um, great three-point shooter. Um could certainly use him in the wing on you know just that wing presence uh three and d not the greatest defensive team um he's not an awesome defender yet but i think he'll he'll learn he'll get there and yeah, I mean, uh he has a lot of defensive potential yeah yeah i mean he slots in to be at a guard multiple positions so yeah I think it's a smart. I, it's it's a smart pick for the Kings, but the Kings are the Kings, so I would be surprised if they go guard. But you know, <laughs> uh, they're not picking. I am. In this case, yeah. <laughs> uh, right next we got a uh, got my team. All right. Um, so I thought about changing this just because I mean I'm hearing a lot of different things. Like I think. I think Matherin had a trial with us or a workout with us like a couple of days ago. And I hope I think I already went really, really well. But um I'm gonna still stick with Shaden Sharp because um he's a, he's a mystery prospect, but also could potentially be one of the top prospects in this class. He has the height, um, has like the potential to have really good um finishing ability, could grow into a defender or a solid defender, and he has range at his height. So, um yeah, I'm gonna stick with a uh, shading sharp to the Pistons. May I ask a question? Yes. On that particular pick, mm-hmm. why go with the unknown over so over a, a known like a Jaden Ivy, who has that athleticism that we've seen on paper, has the defensive chops that we've seen on paper, uh, instead of a person that hasn't played. Yeah, I mean. It it is an interesting decision to go with a guy like Sharp. I'm mainly looking at it from like at least kind of like how the team is currently constructed. Me personally, I'd rather have like a K Cunningham. Well, I I know that he's had a lot of people like to bring in the job Morant comparisons, but I think that's just from an ath- uh, athletic standpoint. I think he's an off ball guard completely. Yeah, because like just just from how I was seeing it, like. Or plus, also just like just like I started like a size thing too, because I mean, right now I think we have like Killian Hayes, who even though he has the size, it's still gonna be like a really long, like growing process in a way. So you add a little bit oh, yeah, no. to that, somebody take the break, Everybody, take, take the break on you. What's good? Hey, you you wait no. Actually, let me, let me not say that. Let me not say. I don't know. I just know that that's another guy that was not high on, and it's been a couple years, and he has not been what he's supposed to be but yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean but that, that, that even leads me more to my point of why you would take an unknown over somebody who like 
has been playing more recent. Well, kind of like a repeat of events, but I mean, yeah. From what I'm hearing, though, I mean, if Matherin is like getting the workouts, so I think Sharp. I don't even think Sharp had a workout with us or like an interview, so it wouldn't be the. It, it could really be either or thing, but me personally, I'd probably take one of those guys that have like a kind of intriguing like ladder to climb as far as talent. That's fair. Well, uh, GM Collins is up. Mm -hmm. And with the what is this? Six. Six. Overall pick the Indiana Pacers with Chris Collins at the helm will be taking Keegan Murray. Yeah, well, we mean also going to take him because Gramps took AJ Griffin. Why wouldn't I take Keegan? Keegan's a better player. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, Keegan Murray, six eight, just uh, ability to run up the floor, athletic, can score, can shoot, slots in to be able to guard multiple positions with uh, with that size, which is exactly what the Pacers need. They need to be able to get players who can you know guard multiple positions because I mean. Not to say that Halliburton is a slouch on defense, but he's not going to be guarding multiple positions outside those one and two. And then Chris Duarte has limitations as the, as a defender, in my opinion. So bringing bringing somebody like Keegan who can kind of help that, as well as get up and down the court playing with like a pure point, like a like a Halliburton, is exactly what you need. Exactly what you want, actually. So, I mean. It's a win-win, and I appreciate Gramps for you know leaving him on the board for me. That was very nice of him to do. <laughs> Boy, all right. Uh, wait, wait, pick se- yeah, pick seven, Portland. Okay. Um, let's see what my backup. My backup pick is. I'm gonna go with uh, Jeremy Sochan. They definitely don't need another guard, so. Um, you know, I, I wish he was like a couple inches taller, but he's uh, agile. They certainly could use him at the four, maybe even, I, I wouldn't say three, but I guess, you know, if they wanted to run a lineup like that, they could. They could use him at the four. He's agile. Um. He's a willing defender at any position. I'm not saying he can necessarily guard because every position well, but he's certainly capable of it. And he's certainly willing to. Um, he can improve his three-point shot because he didn't shoot very well, but I think he can improve there. And uh, depending on what style the Blazers are going to run, I think he can work there in a more possibly up-tempo kind of offense. So, yeah, I like it. It's very interesting pick. I was gonna, well. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was actually gonna go Keegan there, yeah. but you, you know. Well, I would have, I would have figured that you would have went. Uh... Well, actually, no, because the the pick's not. Uh... Excuse me, no, I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking that the pick would be traded. Never mind. You're right. Wow, well, I'm just assuming. I'm assuming it stays. But well, actually yeah. no, no, actually no. I, yeah, no, I, I meant that right. Yeah, I would have imagined that you would have went the route of center. That's probably that's what I have been thinking. 
Because I, mean, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with Nurkic. Nurkic. So I, I just it's speculation, but they definitely need somebody at the four. So Keegan was my first choice. So Chan was my second. Interesting. Interesting. Um. All right. Now we get Pelicans. Yep, Pelicans, and. Uh, First audible of the draft for yours truly. Um, this could very much be a reach, but I'm going off of possibly what they need as a secondary reroute. Um, Madam taking uh Malachi Branham. Now, personally, Ooh. at this point, I don't know, I don't know Malachi Branham from Ohio State. Ooh. So. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if they keep this pick either. Just because, I mean, I don't really think there's many things that they really, that they need outside of, like, you know, getting Zion back and then you can adjust your, uh, you can adjust your lineup from there. But if they wanted just somebody to actually have, like, true shooting guard capabilities, because I know I, I looked up, um, seeing that they were running, they were running a little bit of BI at the two this past season. Branham, 6'5, gives you the ability to, you know, probably have bi at that small forward position and who's the one that's cj oh hell no nah. <laughs> i mean i said it's potential potentially yes. but you know what give him give him a little bit of chance to you know have a have a smooth shooting two six five decent height like i said i don't think they keep this so they could either trade down or just move it for somebody else that could like Take a more like predominant role off the off the jump, but yeah, that's that's fair. I wouldn't say that was the route that I would that I would have went, but mm-hmm. I can see the idea behind it for sure. Because I had Sochan at first just for death, but had to had had a backup in play. Yeah, boy, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't so chan, boy. Y'all, y'all love him. I don't, y'all, I don't get it at all. Like, hey. he ain't no, he, especially for the, he, he just, yeah. He was a team of I'm unicorns. He was a team of unicorns. He's not a unicorn. not a, you could, man, you gotta be offensively inclined to be that. <laughs> yeah, they handle. <laughs> you really don't. Decent. Um, is, am, am I up? Yeah. Uh, Spurs. Yep. San Antonio Spurs at nine, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. San Antonio Spurs at nine. I have them taking Benedict Matherin. Um, shooting guard who can really score that ball. Um, defense, you know, I, I wouldn't say that he has, like, you know. Oh. A lot of potential, but I can see him being a positive defender. Um, and then the Spurs just I feel like they just need another potential guy that can be uh, a scoring threat or some or a scoring threat that you can build around. Uh, perfect, perfect to pair, in my opinion, with a, a Dejounte Murray. Um, Benedict can really shoot things of that nature, um, and I just need to go. In, I feel like they need to go in a different direction and, and draft somebody that they can try to build at that position. Cause like, I know we've talked about this before about how like, you know, Lonnie Walker doesn't seem to really be that 
I mean, they traded away Derek White. So, I mean, it's definitely a void at that position, in my opinion. Seems like a good pick. You know, solidify your backcourt for the future. Sounds like a good good choice to me. So, Lizards. Oh, since he's falling, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect this kind of a fall. So, Jaden Ivey. Mm. You got to take him. Yeah, you you. I mean, you know. It's because GM, GM Thomas left him up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, hey, that boy going to be out of a job. Hey. Yeah. I'm going for yeah. need, damn it. <laughs> you know, yeah, downhill player, finishes the paint. You know, athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a little jaw on him. Yeah. I don't know if I said that before. I see a little jaw on him. Um, for sure. He definitely he, he needs to, you know, grow as a d- distributor, you know, but um, I think he's a solid defender. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't hate a backcourt of uh, him and Brett. It's a, that, that's like, like a seems like a no-brainer to me. No, that team, you, you got something there. You got Jay Nivey, Bill, Coos, Porzingis, and I don't know who they're running at center, whether it be like, I guess, Gafford, maybe, or Bryant. I don't know. Yeah. Not really sure who they would do, but no, that's a decent team in my opinion. So Yeah. Gafford Gafford probably. Any 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 team with the Coos Coos train. I was just, waiting for that. I was surprised you didn't stay <laughs> thirty seconds ago. Hey man. Listen. It's gotta be a that's butter. a bucket right there. <laughs> a bucket or something. But anyway. Wow. What? Bucket, bucket of water actually, low key, if we didn't get technical. Um, he, he, listen, he's a bucket, bucket going in the goal, yeah. Uh, 17 points, and then you got the uh, oh wow, the Knicks, okay. Um, yeah, this, this pick, because right. we, we said we were gonna take the same guy at this pick. I know you, I know you got, yep. Exactly. Uh, we yeah. got that. Uh, we got Dyson Daniels, G League Ignite. Uh, like we said prior, well, like I said in prior ones, uh, Nick needs something to be happy about, and a six-six guard with uh, potential to sew up that spot for him. Get RJ back at a uh, back at that two position because he's really not that much of a point guard, or at least having like point guard responsibilities. Uh, feel like Dyson can uh be that guy. Gene Wise probably got a little. He has a pretty he has a pretty good looking shot. From uh, seeing them in the uh, Rising Stars uh, tournament that they did uh, for All Star Weekend, so um, should bring some spark back to the city of uh, how it's called the Red City, that's the wrong city, the uh, the big city. Hmm. All right, where are we at? Twelve, the Thunder. Yep, sir. So me, uh, I know you guys had. Well, we I think we all had Chet going to OKC. So I mean, 
I think he's probably better suited to play the power forward position. Um, just because I don't think he's going to be that type of player to bang with people. So I think a good pick for them would be to select Mark Williams. Well, actually, no, 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 no. Take that back because my guy is actually still there. So actually, no. I'm a pivot and I'm taking Durant instead. Uh, seven foot center, physical specimen, uh, rim running, defense. Very uh, can be. I, I feel like he can be kind of like a Tyson Chandler at like the absolute, at his like absolute peak. He could be that type of player. I feel like that definitely works in the benefit of OKC. It also helps them to not let Chet bang in the paint, which he's definitely at this point not ready for. If if he might ever be, I don't know, but he's definitely not now. So it, it allows him to slide into that power forward position and. Uh, at that position, that kind of lets him kind of play a little bit on the outside as well, because you know he likes to he likes to think he's a guard and dribble and shoot and all that. Even though you know none of those none of those skills are like that for him right now, but you know whatever. <laughs> if he wants to do he wants to do that, so let's take let's let's take Durant, you know. And also, I mean that helps the team as well because you got you got players like Shea and Josh Giddy who like to get up the court, you know, kick it kick it out. Playmakers like that. So having a rim running athletic big to finish always helps as well. So nice little lob threat. Yeah, exactly. So Duran for Thunder. All right. We got next. Oh, Charlotte. Yep. Ah, uh, my pick, so it's okay. Were you gonna take Duran? Oh, you that? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's still a, another center up there. Yep. He's still there. Um, um, I'm actually not going to. I'm actually not going to do that. Oh. Yep. I'm not going to do that. I am going to go with Nikola Jovic. Okay. Oh, he sleeps a ton of spots since the last time we did. <laughs> oh. At least I think he's. Okay. Um. No, I think I think in my mock, I think I mocked him to uh, the Knicks, so he's not really. Oh yeah, well, far from where I had him. Then you and, kind of think he's more of like a big, where like, right? Yeah, I could I could see him playing the three, the four, or small ball five. I mean, he's six ten. I you remember, know. Yeah, I remember that. So. I don't, I don't think he's physical enough for the for a five, but it depends on what they want to do. Yeah, it depends. But I think he's even at the four. I think he work. He would work. They could small ball five him in smaller lineups. Sure, why not? He's polished. He scores all three levels. That that certainly wouldn't hurt. Mm. I could see a lot of uh, you know fast break. You know, Lamella Jovic. I can see it. Offensively gifted, I you know, we'll see how his rebounding is because obviously they need that kind of presence. But yeah, hmm. nice. he's not the biggest dude. He's not the biggest dude in the world for six ten. But I mean, you know, he'll probably put on a little weight of weight. He's not like he's tiny. He's two. <laughs> he's like two ten. He's going to be a wing, my he's boy. A, he's a lanky two ten. For a suspect. Uh, let's see. That kind of throws me for a loop right now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Cleveland. Uh now. I see them I see them needing a forward, more or less a small forward to get um get Laurie back to his normal position. Um if he if he stays, yes. Yeah, if he's still there. I'm seeing three names that could potentially be like interesting. And one of them I didn't even know about the small forward, but yeah, I'm still pick. I'm still stick with the pick that I had originally with uh Ushmain uh Jang. Uh, ah, small boy. Uh, six <laughs> ten, uh, small forward. Still has a decent amount of room to grow, and plus, you still get to have that mismatch at the at the forward position, but with a little bit more speed and capability with putting the ball in his hand. Uh, at least to a certain extent, or at least develop him to get the ball roaming with the ball in his hand. Um, yeah, I feel like him with a. Him alongside a guy like Jared Allen, who really isn't like a shooting type, him and Mobley have the potential to, you know, do some pretty good things together. Fair. Okay. More more options for Garland in the pick and roll, pick and pop, stuff like that. Okay. Oh, we're at the Hornets again. Yeah, yeah GM Collins back on the clock to do what should have been done the first time. Making the need. They need a center, and this and there's in my opinion there's only like there's only three, you know. I don't want to say elite, but three like higher level center prospects in this draft. Uh, that third one kind of being a level below the the first two for me, but I mean with Mark Williams still available from Duke, uh, I got to take him. I mean he's seven feet tall, seven seven uh seven wingspan. A ferocious, ferocious finisher, great shot blocker, rim runner. Um, I mean, you pair that with Lamella Ball. I mean, that's it's a perfect match, and it's what they need. They need a center who's going to be able to protect the rim, uh, so they don't have to be trotting PJ Washington out there or starting the Plumley. You know, so yeah, I agree. That was my pick too. I wish PTP would have took him so you did that so that we both didn't get him and then we and then we'd be like damn we out of we out of luck. Positioning wise, it worked out because I almost did it. You almost took a center to Cleveland. Yeah, I almost did it because at first I got frazzled. I was like, wait a minute, damn. <laughs> man, man, I had to make up for that last. Tried Mobley and Allen. Yeah, I had to had to make up for it. Next we got uh oh, we got the Hawks. Okay. Hmm. Run through the quick picks real quick. Wait, as far as uh from this point on? Yeah, just yeah, just no, run through the picks to this point. I just wanna make sure I uh don't uh repeat. So, hmm. One is Jabari Smith, two is Chet. Three is Paolo. Uh, four is AJ Griffin. AJ. Five was Shaden Sharp. Six was six was Keegan Murray. Uh, seven, seven you guys took with your face. Yeah, so it's ten. <laughs> uh, C. Eight. Yeah, Branham for Pelicans. Yeah. Nine for San Antonio was Benedict Matherin. Ten for Washington 
Jaden Ivey. 11 for New York was Dyson Daniels. Um, OKC was Jalen Duran at 12. 13 for Charlotte was... Um, Jovic. Yeah. And 14 for Cleveland was... Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ushman Jang. Ushman Jang. And 5 for Charlotte was Mark Williams at 15. So and now we're currently sitting at uh, pick sixteen, Atlanta. Yep, Atlanta. Uh, all right, I'm going to stick with my original pick. Uh, Hawks, uh, Ty Ty Washington. Hmm. I like Ty. I don't know about. I don't know about that one. That's he can play off ball. That's a crowded room. He can play off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're gonna make they're definitely making moves. But you can play off ball, uh, intense defender, definitely needed there. Um, he might be a little, it might be a problem getting back down, but I think he's versatile enough. He's a dog. Hmm. You know, good, yeah. Really good defender. I, it it makes sense for what Atlanta wants to do. It makes sense sense for what Atlanta wants to do. He could play, he could play the two and spell Trey when he's off the court. Okay, okay. Uh, what we got? We got Rockets. Hmm. As far as what I think they would need as the GM of this organization. Probably that three position, potentially that three position, and yeah, go ahead and take, take. Actually, I don't know who you're gonna take. I know who I would take. <laughs> yeah, this 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 might be another curveball. Uh, I'm mad. I'm taking Tari Eason. Okay, respect that one. I do. Yeah. They need it mainly. Yeah, mainly for the fact of like six eight. Um, defensively, as far as the forwards go. One of the more polished defensive forwards in the class, and it makes it a little bit easier as far as like you know we have like you already have like a Deshaun Tate that has that dog in him, and even though he's undersized, you, you can either run him at the three or the four. Well, now you actually have like that change that interchangeable guy to like maybe you can move Deshaun Tate to the bench, you know, start getting a little bit experimental. But just having that type of like height on the court, slashing ability works also well with the fact that um. You get a guy like Paolo with that first pick that you have and Green and Porter. A lot of guys that can potentially stretch the floor. You get a guy who can play at the rim, really get it really get in there. Um that could be a really like sleeper pick. Not to say that he'll be like a star, but as far as like a solid glue guy with the length to be more, I feel like that could be a good pick for them. If I was in their shoes. Okay. That's fair. Uh, moving on to the wait, wait, 18th pick, Chicago yep. Bulls. Yep. Let's see, I'm going to go ahead and take EJ Liddell, Ohio State. Mm, I like that. <laughs> uh, Bulls are a team, in my opinion, that are kind of in a need for wings, especially wings that can kind of do it on both ends or have the potential to do it on both ends. So that moving forward, we don't have, you know, 6'4", 6'5", Alex Caruso trying to guard Giannis. 
Um, not to say that they were going to win if they had somebody else, but you know, that's just, that's just a team that's clearly not adept to guard, you know, bigger wings and bigger forwards. So somebody like, like Liddell, I mean, six, seven, uh, has got a pretty solid wingspan. Um, He can guard multiple positions, even play some small ball five technically if you want him to. Um got decent, got decent, you know, offensive game, decent uh footwork for somebody of his position. Um, not a bad jump shooter, but he's shown that he can improve as well. So I think that's a very important thing. Um but make no mistake, the main reason for this pick in my opinion is the defensive potential that he can bring and defensive potential that he has with a uh, size wingspan, you know, hustle, all, all of those things. So definitely in my opinion, a need for a team that uh, needs that defensive, that defensive, I guess, identity or more so to that. So, yeah. Hmm. Like it, like it. PTP approves. <laughs> Next we got uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves pick nineteen. I am going to go. I'm gonna go Dyson Daniels. He's already gone. Oh, he is. Okay, with the Knicks. Uh, okay, would have been a great pick, but he's not there. Yeah. Okay. You got to make a pivot. You gonna you gonna take the little I gotta, man? I gotta do pivot. You gonna take little man? Um, I'm gonna take uh, uh, John Montero. How do you say it, Gene? Yeah, John. John. Thanks, John. That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, he could be a he could he could run point, but he can he can distribute, but he, you know, I think he translates as a two. Um. Got a great handle. Uh, you know, I, I he's a little bit iffy defensively, and you know, Spurs aren't the greatest defensive team in the world. I get that. Um, but I like the I like the idea I I like the idea of a uh, Montero uh, Dejounte Murray backcourt, and again, like he could spell him. For stretches, Timberwolves, sir. Huh? You got the wolves. You're the Timberwolves, sir. Oh, Timberwolves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Same, same pick. Same pick. Um. Uh, let's let me pivot for a sec. Same pick, but I think he could run point for sure. And um, again, he's a little lacking defensively. But I think uh, he can distribute, and that certainly fits with Minnesota. And you know, D'Lo's gone. That's just we don't even have. To, I I I think there's like no way D'Lo's still there. So hmm. I think they draft him as a starting point guard. Defensively, he's a little bit of a liability, but you know, so is D'Lo. But I think, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to go with who I, yeah, with pick 20. I'm going to go with who I feel 
probably should have went to the T-Low. But, I mean, this probably might be a better position for him. Uh, I'm going to take Dalen Terry out of Arizona for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Very, very intriguing just based off of what they could potentially do. He could be a backup or he could be your future. More or less, he probably could be a backup. And he's very interchangeable, 6'7". Is projected to possibly at least be like a one through four type of like defender, crazy length. I think he's like a seven foot wingspan. Um, could be. What was the name you said? Dalen Terry. You said Jalen Terry. Dalen. Dalen Terry. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, yeah, he could he could work more on being a shooter or getting better with his jump shot, but as far as everything else, like. I think last yeah, last season he averaged like four rebounds. Like, yeah, four close to five rebounds a game. Uh, almost four assists on like had an efficient field goal percentage of like fifty. Dude's pretty much all. Dude's pretty much do it all, and probably was like one of the little, probably one of the unsung heroes for the Arizona team as far as just like his versatility to do a lot of different things on the court. And you put him in the hands of a guy like Pop. Him shoot at one point you can run like him and. Him and DeJounte, him and Matherin, like you got a lot of interchangeable pieces for like a court right there if all of that uh comes to fruition. Yes, sir. Not mad at Jim hmm. Collins back on the on, on the clock. Yeah. Me... Dun 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 <laughs> with the overall <laughs> pick. <laughs> With the Denver Nuggets, GM Collins will take Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Um, so with with Denver, you know they got their guys projectively coming back, hopefully healthy, uh, and Michael Porter Jr. and um, God, I didn't, his name is slipping my mind right now. What's his What is his name? Jamal Murray. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So with those guys coming back. It in my mind, it makes sense to try to get guys who can a score off the ball or score off of the attention that they're going to create, and two be able to play, uh, you know, defense because and Jamal Murray is not a good defender, Nikola Jokic is not a good defender. I don't care what the uh, advanced metrics try to tell you, and Margaret Porter Jr. is not a good defender. So, getting wings slash forwards who are able to you know play defense and play and guard multiple positions is a must. Jalen Williams has a 7'2 wingspan. Uh, he's also a pretty good three-point shooter, and he is decent enough uh, as far as, like, creation-wise and when he has the ball in his hands to not be a black hole if the ball finds him and he's gets, he gets run off the three-point line. So, like, he's a he'll, he'll be able to be, in my opinion, a live body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, somebody yeah. Can the ball to can make a good decision, make a quick decision if need be, uh, maybe even run a quick pick and roll if, if he needs to. So I like that pick for them. Uh, I think it's, it's it's really an important pick for him. Only pick for him, in my opinion, honestly, if he was still there. And he is, so. Hmm. Like it, like it. Uh, let's take the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Is it the Grizzlies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it from the jazz. Okay. My picks. Um. Well, I got Grizzlies have a log point guard. Probably will make some kind of moves, and they probably could use a good two. 
Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Blake Leslie. Wait, yeah, I can't even speak. Blake Wesley. Hmm. Uh, gets downhill, can get to the paint. Fish the rim. Good build at 6'5". Eh, a little light. Okay. Definitely a bucket. Um, not the greatest shooter, but certainly not from three, but he can improve. I've seen worse. Um, he won't, he, you know, he, he could learn a little bit as a facilitator, but that won't be his primary role. Uh, but solid defender. Um, and obviously I think his upside offensively is enough to uh, clear up that log jam and uh, solid two for them. Makes sense. So that's what I'll go with. Hmm. You said Blake Wesley? Yep. Hmm. Um, what do we got next to Sixers? Yes, sir. Now, as far as yes. what I'm thinking of doing... For these Sixers. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The Nets put off the pick till next year. That's right. They did. Uh, I feel like maybe I'm thinking of power forward. Maybe just to see, like, in many ways of like how they could like probably like sell up their interior, help out and beat it also uh, in a decent way. Um, I'm thinking Walker Kessler for the Sixers here. Um. Seven footer, working on it, working on the jump shot. So I'm pretty sure by the time he gets to Philly, if he uh is that pick, he'll have a he'll have sewed up like a little bit of um, at least to be like a. I don't know about the like twenty, twenty seven, twenty eight percent shooter. That ain't really that good, but I mean probably better than what he had in college or close to. Probably better in college. Um, he was one of the. You think he's gonna? Play? Yeah, I think, I think he's gonna play. I said, yeah, I said he's not gonna play. Yeah. Hmm. I thought they probably would need him to, though. Just mad you took my pick. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, as far as like shot blocking, he was up there with uh, with him and Jabari. You know, went went, yeah. cra- went crazy on the interior defensive end. Really sewed up, um, really sewed up a big need for Auburn, but actually, yeah, he shot over, he shot like twenty percent from three, so yeah, twenty eight is probably like an increase for him, borderline thirty. But um, I feel like him would not be if he, if they actually let him see the court, because uh, at a point, at a certain point, I feel like, I kind of feel like I don't know why you wouldn't uh, but you know, certain teams be weird with how they pick players and they just never see the court. Um, well, you know, well, be, you know, they ran, they tried to run two centers or two big men previously and a much more skilled player at this point in their careers where they had Al Horford and it it wasn't working out. I I doubt that they try to go that route again, especially with a rookie who doesn't project to even have those skills that have the skill that Al has at this point of his career. So, Yeah. Who'd you pick? Walker Kessler. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh. 
kind of see it. Yeah. I mean, could be a could, could could be a reach, could be a mix of a lot of things. But even if even if he doesn't slide into the four, as far as like a bench unit big too, that's probably another. That probably might be like his actual like projection more or less for a certain team, like a bench big that's like serviceable, gives you some defense. That's fair. That's fair. Don't, uh, don't take my pick, Chris. <laughs> I don't think you will, I'm but Bucks next. Okay. I mean Milwaukee. I mean, honestly, I don't think that Milwaukee would keep this pick um, anyway. They'll probably trade it for like a vet. But I mean. I guess uh, we take a. I, I have them. I take a flyer. I guess I'll take uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six eight, six nine, six ten. However tall you want to say he is, uh, wing slash forward. We can really score the ball. Um, I mean, it, in my opinion, that really helps. Uh, helps them. You know, they're probably going to lose Bobby Portis. So get. Getting some more offense off of that bench could help potentially, um, but like I said, I I don't see them keeping this pick. But I mean, I don't think anybody that they could take at this point, besides Walker uh, Kessler, who who I was who that's who I was gonna take. But anybody else, I don't know if they could really come in and give them an immediate impact anyway. So take a flyer. He did go to college up there, so it wouldn't be too far for him. All right. Pick 25, the Spurs. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with Wendell Moore. Yeah. He can guard. He could arguably guard all five. Three uh-huh. in yeah. Really good three point shooter. Solid rebounder. Um, and to be honest with you, I like him as an upgrade over Lonnie Walker. Oh. Hmm. And yeah, I think he'll play right away for sure. I can see him starting. Interesting. Hmm. I don't yeah, know about the... to go that far, but because uh, I mean they are they've already taken they've already taken Benedict Matherin, you yeah. know, and so yeah. put some respect on on, on Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. Okay. A couple ways to go with this pick. Um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking either big, like power forward potential, or guard. Because I don't think Brunson is staying. But I'm going to go with the latter of going with a potential center. Actually, they probably need to assume they're center to some degree. Center to power forward eligible player. 
I'm gonna go with Jalen Williams, uh, out of Arkansas. Um, Jalen, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams. Oh. Yeah, he was like a, yeah, sophomore big, six six ten. Um, honestly, I didn't really look at it or think about it once I really kind of started like analyzing like who would go where, but those two Jalen Williams in this draft, yeah, or two. High Jalen Williams prospects. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Now that I think about it, in a way, I feel like Jalen Williams, at least to a certain extent, has an arguable case as probably the third best big prospect, probably. Like, I'd say, like, you go, like, I think they have, like, let me see. We'll tell him again. He has check protected in the power forward. But, like, as far as, like, you know, if you go Duran, Mark Williams, I feel like Jalen Williams could be sliding in right after that as just, like, has a smooth stroke, um, high motor guy. Uh, one of those guys that really benefited off of um, benefited off March Madness, really like up in his stock, showing that he really has the ability to play big, will play bigger than what his height would, would entail. And for Dallas, I mean, it gives them something that they really haven't. What it something that they didn't have last season, as far as just. Not only just like you know a good pick and roller type of like rebounding type of big, but at least a guy that like you know like Luca can dump it off in the mid range, uh, fast break, fast break eligibility. Jalen Williams probably a lot more faster, get down the court a little bit better than a Dwight Powell. Um, yeah, like I said, that is a pretty good pick for them. Pretty high ceiling big in my opinion. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> As is GM Collins back up. Yep. Oh, Miami. Yep. Yeah, so with the 27th pick uh, for the Miami Heat, after coming back from a godlike dinner with Pat Riley, uh, the music was playing in the background, and and uh, Alonzo was sit was standing in the back with his hands crossed like a like a general, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation about who 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 uh, who he wanted to take, and I was I was telling Pat, I said, listen, Pat, we got to go with Kendall Brown. We got to go with the small forward out of Baylor, who's just a crazy, crazy athlete, 6'7", wingspan about seven feet tall, can guard about one through four, and he brings that intensity on the defense. He's a dog. He's going to fit right down. He's going to fit perfectly right down in Miami. He's a good finisher around the rim, obviously, because, he's like I said, he's a great athlete, um, underrated passer, you know what I mean? And ha- yeah, he's got he's got potential. He's got some potential, you know, to to be more on the offensive side for sure as well. So, but like I said, he fits right into that culture. Uh, versatile forward slash wing can guard almost every position on the court. So, yeah, Kendall Brown to the Miami Heat. Mm. Oh, they, they uh, don't hate it. Uh, I got a oh damn! I didn't realize I got a I got a pick for the team I don't like right now. Okay, <laughs> all right. <sighs> okay, uh, for the Warriors, I'm going to go with Christian Braun. Oh, again! Wow, okay. silent. Yeah. Right, Silence. Exactly. I don't know if they keep like that either. Big. 
<laughs> like, but you go right ahead. Yeah, that's what I was. Well, yeah. Look, he's a he's a guard forward. They, you know, the Warriors play small. Yeah, really, as it is. Um, he can guard one, one through four. You know, um, knock down, knock down shots, knock down three pointers, get to the rim. I can see this. I, I can see it as a fit for the Warriors. With that roster, I can see it. Sure. They don't certainly don't need another point guard. That's for sure. But but they play small. He defends. He shoots threes. Sounds like a warrior to me. Uh, yeah. Okay, because I want to take his note. No, no, they kept you fixing that. Uh, shoot. Another team where I just kind of think either big or guard slash forward that was ability. Um, because I'd probably go with a player that I probably would have thought would have maybe been with this Warriors pick, but I mean, if he's still here, um, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with a uh, Marjan Bochamp. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to go, okay. go Marjan. Um, Grizzly are in this position to where I feel like, as far as Zaire Williams, he's not a bad player, but you could definitely have another guy that comes in off your bench or could potentially end up being a starter for your small forward position. And Beauchamp at 6'7", I feel, has the potential to be something really, really special for uh, an NBA team. Um, dude is dude has bounce, um, crazy bounce. Uh, could probably uh, hmm, let me think. Probably could work on his shooting a little bit more. It wasn't really that nice with the uh shooting aspect of it, which would definitely need to be uh, worked on for their uh for the Grizzlies three position, of course. Defensively, has the potential to also be a really good uh rebounder defender with his size he's still very quick on his feet i said still but uh, he's very quick on his feet transition like i said he flies so you can only imagine how like how highlight field that would be with him and jar running up and down the court um could be a pretty interesting pick for the memphis grizzlies as the gm of this organization All right, GM Collins, Denver Nuggets. Yes, sir. Thirtieth uh, pick, correct? Yep. Yep. Thirtieth pick, GM Collins is going to take uh, PTP's boy, Caleb Houston. Ah. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, forward with a, with a prototypical size, uh, can shoot the ball really well. Has the tools to be. A very plus defender. Not saying that he is. He's no slouch right now either. He's definitely solid right now. Um, probably gonna take a probably gonna take some bit of development, but with the different Nuggets like pipeline and development system, uh, I'm confident that he can come in and he'll be one of those players that you look back on it like you know why didn't he go higher? So I think like I said, he just got a lot of upside. 
d- decent, like like I said, decent uh decent defender. And the Nuggets, at least especially going forward too, they're gonna need players that can score off of Jokic, can shoot, things like that. So um I think he's a good pick for them. Especially like going forward, like it's not anything that they specifically need besides, in my opinion, defense. Like offense, they're gonna be set with Murray, Porter, and um Jokic. You got you just really need wings that are that are gonna be able to come in, hit shots create uh if too much attention is off of those other guys if need be you know and just make the most of that opportunity so yep and uh that wraps it up for the first round um couple of picks you know even for myself included you know a lot of a lot of a lot, of, a lot of interest and potential. Overall, I feel like that was... We would have all been five. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I said every, every single one of us is out of a job already. Uh, to an extent, to an extent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. I, 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 Grimms got fired first, for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Wow. I'm about to say, he, he, he'd, be, he'd be in a room like, all right, let, let's take this guy. Be like, sir, he... <laughs> Gramps is out of there. <laughs> I feel like I might get a... I might get a one-year extension for some of these teams. Maybe maybe my own, who knows. But, uh... <laughs> should be a... Who was, uh, mm-hmm. who was the most questionable pick? You guys' uh... opinions. Even if it was made by yourselves. I'd probably say Christian Christian Brown, honestly. That threw me for a loop. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a Gramps pick, ain't it? Yeah. Dude, you're gonna maybe, get your picks, Gramps. Maybe, but it's maybe <laughs> two things though. Like, I it's like I don't I don't know if they I don't know if the Warriors keep that pick. And then two, I feel like they take like probably another G League Ignite guy, like either a Bochamp or a Hardy, depending on how hard, uh, depending on how far they fall. So that's fair. That's that was just how I would see it. For me, I I definitely got it's between two for me. I de- I gotta go with either the the AJ Griffin one to Sacramento or the uh the Shade and Sharp one to Portland when Jade and Ivy was still there. Hmm. I'd say that those would be like like those are those are still like top ten projected guys for sure, but Yeah. For me it it seemed like they just had better counterparts at their positions available. So I thought it was a very interesting picks going forward for those. But I mean, also there's no guarantee that even that that triple edges pick is going to be there. It probably won't be honestly. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of these picks could definitely be in like other teams hands. So there's reports that the Trailblazers are trying to get Beal and Levine and all of those things. So they're trying to make a shake. Uh, G, any picks that I don't, I, you? No, not as questionable. But thanks for shitting all over my stuff. <laughs> oh, nah, there, there's got to be at least one. Uh, somebody, somebody said one. No, no, not really. No, not really. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no. So you, you, you I agree. thought I thought a lot. I I agree with most of them, and actually, quite a few of them were picks that I would have made my myself because I had them on my list. So no, 
Grant. No, no questionable picks. I just, you know, I'm just going to, you know, cry myself to sleep because y'all hate you know, shit all over <laughs> my picks, but that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if most of these mocks would go, uh, you know, you're going to have those guys that you kind of forget, you know, like a Kennedy Chandler didn't go. Um, I don't think any of us yeah. had a Baji going anywhere. Um, Trevor Keyes, those probably a bunch of more people that you could probably think of that could maybe be borderline first round picks. I'm not gonna say top fifteen lottery, but borderline first round picks. Uh, what Jake about Kai? Can anybody take Jake? Laravia? La oh, you just said him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no Kai goes first round. I think he could sneak in. Hmm. Ooh, Ty. I Soto, yeah. I think he'd be first round. I could see it. Potentially for sure. Him or like a Zach Eady, just based off how big they are. She was somebody else I forgot about, like Oscar Sheboy. I forgot Oscar Sheboy could definitely be a, a a bottom of the first round type of pick. But uh, you know, that's that's the, that's yeah. the beauty about drafting. You know, sometimes the guy that could be seen as like first round talent could be that gem. Uh, Jane Hardy was on the on the board too, still. Yeah. I thought about that for uh for for the Grizzlies, but then I was like, yeah, they got a lot of guards over there though, for the most part. Um, like, what was another one? Oh yeah, Johnny Davis. I don't think anybody took us uh, took him either. Yeah, no, actually, nobody did take Johnny. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a that's a crazy one. Yeah, but yeah, cause he he's top eleven. Yeah. We're bugging. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> that's a miss. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but you know, some something slip. Well, put up a, you know what? Put up a poll on social. <laughs> Whether we keep our jobs or not. <laughs> yeah. Put right. up a, sh- yeah. Yeah. Which if which and you're all of us should keep our GM jobs based on our picks. Yeah, why not? Yeah. See if everybody else shits on my stuff. Why? <laughs> If they do, don't feel, don't feel sad about it. Uh, plus, if anything, I, I, at some point, we're probably going to... I won't believe it to be as rigged as the last one. That's fine. Hey, the last one, the last one was very valid. <laughs> very valid. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's what I recall, you know, King of the Streets, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I don't know, man. That prospect list, I don't know. When, when it came down to actually the draft, I don't know. If really it uh You didn't age well. Quite correct. Yeah. Probably didn't age well, but uh That's alright, cause uh we go we, Johnny Johnny uh Johnny Juzang to LA. Buckets. And Johnny, the Johnny train is coming to LA. <laughs> oh yeah, the Lakers are definitely gonna be signing some undrafted guys, no question about well, it. I mean, Somebody a, will slip. There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys in the draft. So I mean, yeah, there's gonna be you get a couple guys for sure. Johnny's definitely, definitely a player. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get drafted in the second round, yeah. hey, I played they hit last year though. Honestly, when they had Reeves and McClung, but only Reeves made it to the roster. So yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's definitely gonna be like a a full. Like rundown of all these picks, 
going on going on the social media so that you guys can have something to uh be a refresher of when you try to see if we keep our jobs or not you know <laughs> keeping the bag in your mind um but overall the draft should be pretty interesting this is not that i look at it this is a loaded i wouldn't well loaded as far as like probably like depth and like variable like picks could be made you know definitely one of the bigger classes as far as like big there's like I don't know how many seven footers are in this class, but good majority of seven footers in the class. But um, any last thoughts about just anything regarding draft finals? Anything? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. It'll be definitely interesting to see. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh. As always, you can follow us on the podcast socials at Going for Three Pod on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Um, where can these find people find you guys at on socials? At Twenty The Real on Twitter, Chris D Collins on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at PC underscore ninety nine. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the basketball coming in a later day later days and uh we'll see you guys next week peace peace